0: What is going on, y'all? This is your boy A1 Who's back up being a notification box for another episode of the podcast. And we do got a guest today. He's been on at least five times now. Go ahead and introduce yourself, brother. <laughs>
1: uh, as he said, I've been here a few times. Y'all probably know me by now. CEO of Kobe fans, Twitter user, uh knower of,
0: of stats. <laughs> Ball knower. <laughs> nah, but uh you used to be you, now you CEO of Kelly Trapuca fans. I feel like if you get packed up again, you're gonna change the name to CEO of Andre Drummond fans. Yeah, that's that's good. That's the next name. That's <laughs> the next move. <laughs> Alrighty though. With that being said, hope you're having a good day. Let's go ahead and talk hoops. Now, first up, we gotta talk about John Morant because I feel like the discourse or discussions around him all season have been like all over the place. And I feel like we just need to yeah, spit the truth, all right? It's either he's a top-ten player in the NBA or he hasn't progressed at all and he's still, like, French top 30. Or, or he's making the team worse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's no in-between. Now, with that being said, I mean, I feel like everybody knows how I feel about him. I want you to go – the floor is yours. Tell me what do you think about John Moran, honestly. Uh,
1: with, with John Moran, I, I'm still waiting because there's only been about 35 games. But I, I do think he's improved – as a shooter, especially, which was like the one main thing that he needed to improve on, he had he he has the ability now to where he has to be uh what's the word he has to be acknowledged as a three point line. You can't just leave him wide open. Mm. Teams teams have to respect his his shot, and he's he's making strides as a finisher. He's like he's like doing insane shit. Like he's like top three in points in the paint and he's, like, 6'2". mm go So I well, the... go ahead, think my bad. he's, like, an all-star caliber player. I think he's in the same tier as, like, uh, like an SGA or Donovan Mitchell or someone like that.
0: hmm I mean, here's, here's where I stand on it. All right, and you, you brought up a great point. The shooting by John Morant was probably his biggest flaw. And it's not even that he was necessarily, like, inaccurate. It was more so he wasn't even really attending. Like, a lot of times teams would go underneath the screen and he will just be wide open behind a three-point line dribbling the basketball. Like, he would literally would not even shoot the ball. I think his first season he attempted, like, two a game, 1.7 or something like that.
1: He's yeah, now attempting about
0: – yeah, he's now attempting, like, 4.5. And he's shooting 40% from three right now, which Yeah,
1: is, he's shooting really well.
0: Which, I mean, obviously that's an outlier, but that's better than what Steph. I, I think right now. teams <laughs>
1: are just not – I think it's just – Teams are still thinking that he's like the same. not shooting well, and like he's mm-hmm. just like getting lucky every now and then.
0: Mm-hmm. No, that's but, that's very, very correct. Um, another thing I wanted to talk about as well, I feel like people have been saying things like, Oh, you know, he makes the team worse, and they're, they're they keep pointing back to the of same some
1: really, really uh, like it's a rare occasion mm-hmm. that doesn't happen a lot because he missed like 10 games and the Grizzlies played like the Thunder twice, the Rockets like they played three teams with a positive net rating and and they had that <laughs> that 73 point win that obviously inflated it. but like if you if you look at his on off data uh, in only games that he played he's like a clear positive. Mm-hmm.
0: But here's the thing though. I feel like everybody keeps going back to that that 10 and one stretch like you just mentioned though. oh yeah, they won 10 games and only lost one. Without him. But, like, they're not having the same energy for the last seven games that they won in a row with him on the court. I think
1: that that stretch was, like, yeah, they played bad teams. But, like, I think they played the Heat that were mostly healthy and, like, they beat them a lot. Mm -hmm. I I think that it's more showing how well of a built team the Grizzlies are and Mm -hmm. less of, like, John Morant sucks and he's not impacting the team at all.
0: Exactly. Because, I mean, you look at the emergence of someone like Desmond Bain. I mean – I feel like he's improved so much just throughout the course of this season. Like, if you watch yeah. just the first few games that he played this season, he was mostly a spot-up shooter. He wasn't yeah, he's really not that anymore. the ball. He wasn't even really comfortable putting the ball on the floor. But, like, now it's like he's really good. Like, he's he can actually dribble the ball now. He's actually finished at the basket a lot more. And he's gotten better at shooting a three ball just within the course of this season. I think he's shooting, like, 42% from three right now. But, like, the first few weeks of the season, he's shooting, like, 35. So, like, he's literally improving in every way. hes I mean, he's probably – he might be the second-best player on the team. I mean, Dylan Brooks, he's been hurt. He's been in and out of the lineup. So, you can't even really tell what he is, I mean, consistently. And then Jaron Jackson Jr., I mean, he still really can't defend at all. Um, And he's kind of inconsistent as well, especially with his jump shot. That's just weird. Yeah, Um, he's just an inconsistent player. Exactly. So, if we're being a buck, I mean, Desmond Bain has been a model of consistency.
1: And he's always,
0: he's honestly John Moran's biggest um, target when, you know, the defense collapses on him. Desmond Bain's always a consistent guy he can pass it out to. So, I feel like if we're being honest, for just this, that is also
1: because he's the best shooter on the team. Like, he is a really good spot up shooter.
0: Exactly, and you know what's crazy. He's not even built like a shooter. Like he's built like somebody yeah. who would just like defend and slash. But like when you watch him play, he plays nothing like that. I mean, he could he could defend. And the Grizzlies is shoot- just a solid team. Like exactly, Kyle
1: Anderson, uh, DeAndre Melton, uh, Trey Jones, who mm-hmm. was doing really well in the stretch without John Morant, and Stephen
0: Stephen Adams been pretty good as well. Brooks.
1: And Steven Adams, jump ball guy.
0: I I mean Steven Adams looks real valuable next to John Morant. Yeah.
1: It, um, any point guard, any point guard that can use Steven Adams in the pick and roll and throw lobs to him is he's
0: gonna look really good next
1: to. Him. That's why he looked so ass in New Orleans because he was playing next his two best teammates were Zion and Brandon Ingram, who were score first guys. Exactly.
0: Now speaking of John uh, speaking of Zion, I'm glad you brought that up because that's what I wanted to segue into. I feel like I've been the only one that's been saying this, and I feel like you're probably gonna disagree with me. Yo, if they do a redraft, John Moran's going first.
1: I mean, I would probably agree, but that's only because Zion's played like sixty games in his career, and he's probably—I uh, don't know how true the overweight stuff is because, like, just like, can very easily uh, be faked mm-hmm. or or like. Like, it's not actually what he looks like. Mm-hmm. It's just a, a bad per, uh, perception. No, I, think I don't that. But, like, he's really injury-prone. Like I said, he's only put, like, 65 games, and this is his third season.
0: Out of a possible, like, 170 or something yeah. like
1: that. And, like, yeah, it was shortened seasons, but, like, the first year he played 20 of, like, 60-something, The sec- and he missed the entire bubble almost. The second year he played, like, 50 games. Which is good. Yeah, like like that's a, that's acceptable. Like if a, if your best player's playing like fifty five, sixty games, that's okay. Like you can live with that and make the playoffs. hmm As long as he's healthy in the playoffs, but like mm-hmm. what a quarter of the season through? Thirty games through?
0: Thirty five, I mean, some We're
1: getting close to the all-star break.
0: He's not he's probably not gonna play this season because of his foot. But here's my thing though. Yeah. All right, honestly. I'm gonna be honest, I don't know, maybe I'm biased, but I honestly think John's better now. Like, I well, don't at think this, I don't think so. Point,
1: I, I think that twenty twenty one Zion is better than twenty twenty two John Morant. Okay. I but do I, think that I just think that like Zion is gonna go down as one of those really big what if players and he's like doing this historical uh scoring and finishing. And people like putting them in debates with like Melo and Giannis as a score all time.
0: That's just, all right, the, the Melo disrespect, you out of control. <laughs> it was crazy. Like He was really
1: good. Like he was legitimately uh, had a really strong argument as a top 20 player. And the NBA has been really deep the last few years. And I think he, he's been really good. It's, it's just, he's having a lot of injuries and we don't know the next time he's going to play and how, Good, he'll still be. How much athleticism he's lost? How how much he even cares anymore? Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, all right. So here's my thing, though. Okay, at what at what facet of basketball is he like really better at? Though, I mean, driving the basketball and finishing is that really the only thing he's better at?
1: I mean, I would say he's a better scorer because because of how how much of a better finisher he is. Jaw's a really good finisher. Like I was saying, like he scores in the paint a lot, despite being a point guard. I mean, he's third in the league because of his explosiveness. But Zion is like a historical level finisher, like like his ability to finish. Hello. Last year,
0: I'm guessing you dropped the phone or
1: something. <laughs> oh yeah, I did. Oh my fault.
0: No, okay, yeah. So I get the point about finishing. Yes, he's a historical finisher, but. Job ja, while also being a great finisher, not as good as Zion, but he's actually a really good floor spacer now. And Zionist he's actually real too. good.
1: Zion is a good floor spacer too. Zion can't even Zion
0: is not consistent from outside.
1: I mean, yeah, but he still has
0: a respectable shot. And he's <sighs> a power forward. So hey, but he's the- just naturally spacing the floor more. Alright, but then but then you factor in the gap in playmaking. That's fair. All right, and then and both of them are negatives defensively. Now one can really yeah, defend. Yeah, although
1: Zion's probably I don't know who's a better defender. Both are are not very good,
0: and not at all. That's what I'm saying. And then honestly, and and hear me out on this point because I know like there's like a group of Twitter users who hate like team accomplishments. But hear me out on this one point. All right, the last season, the the 2021 season, Zion played most of the games, correct? Yeah, I think so. He Brandon Ingram, who's an All Star, did play most of those games as well, correct? Uh, I think so. All right. Why couldn't they even make the plan? I
1: mean to be fair, they were playing with like historically bad spacing and mm-hmm. and Brandon Ingram is like with a jumper. Like he likes to play near the uh in the paint. Mm-hmm. And Zion is like we've been talking about he's a he's a finisher. He he mm-hmm. likes to play at the rim. So I, I think it's just they didn't really have a good offensive supporting cast, and the, their defense was god-awful. Like they, ha- they were starting lineups with, like, what, Lonzo, J.J. Redick, Brandon Ingram,
0: Zion, and Steven Adams. Mm-hmm. But all right, here's the thing, though. They couldn't even make the play in. And yeah, I'm, yeah, I hear everything you're saying is valid. They didn't have a lot of spacing. The defense was pretty bad. But and the Grizzlies had
1: to have a really well built team. They have a good defense which hides Jaws Jaws weakness and they, mm-hmm. they spaced the floor well around Ja or they did last year
0: when they had Jonas Valanciunas, and
1: uh and even still because they have a lot of good spacers.
0: Alright, but here's the thing though. If you swap Jaws and Zion last year, I promise you the Pelicans at least make the playoffs. Right or wrong?
1: I don't know. I, I mean, And it's not, it,
0: it's not like the, the Grizzlies last year were, were were this amazing basketball team. I mean – I were a solid
1: basketball team. They're, they're they're solid, they were a solid team.
0: But they made the playoffs, though, and it was mostly because of Ja. He was winning games despite not having no all-star caliber player next to him. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So things like that, I, like, they really matter to me because, I mean, I, I read a stat a few days ago where the Grizzlies have a winning record in games that Ja played and the Pelicans have a losing record. In the, in the games that Zion has played, so it's like... Well, at what point do the Pelicans have a thousand? losing record and Zion doesn't play, though? That part, I, I don't know. I have to check on. but uh, I feel like they
1: that, probably do, especially if you count this year, too.
0: I mean, well, yeah, probably, but, I mean, come on now. But here's the thing, now. <laughs> at what point are we going to, like, say, yeah, he's a better finisher, but John can just do more? Like, he's literally... He he has more facets Just because
1: game. you can do more doesn't necessarily mean that you're better. Like, like I... I think it's probably closer than I'm saying. Like it probably it, it is pretty close between the two. Uh but like I think I think Zion's better.
0: All right, but here's here I'm gonna ask you one. I would comment. have him
1: closer to an all NBA
0: level player than I would uh ja. Josh's definitely making all NBA this season. I'm assuming how. I mean, how is he not? Right or wrong? Uh I mean Steph –
1: Luca Dame Harden. Uh I don't
0: know. I don't know if Harden's making it.
1: I think he 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 should. I think he's pretty clearly an all NBA player. I think he's still a top ten player in the NBA. Trey Young and uh would also make it. That's five.
0: And then Ja. <laughs> ja would be the next guy.
1: Over CP three and Zach Levine and Donovan Mitchell?
0: Uh maybe not Zach Levine, though. I don't know. That's a tough one. All right, but here's my th- I was th-
1: going to say DeMar, but he probably goes a forward because he's been in the three for them.
0: Yeah, he's been in the forward. Uh, all right, so the final question then, all right? Knowing what we know, and I want you to answer this honestly. All right. Ja or Zion right now for the next 10 years?
1: Uh, I'm going to say Ja, and the only reason is because – I don't know if Zion will be healthy enough to where he can play at like a super high level for the next ten years. I th- I think that he's really gonna be like a Greg Oden type player, where like he has a promising star. Obviously, he's way better than Greg Oden ever was in the NBA, but like like he has get a the promising conversion. star, and then he just keeps getting injured, and then he he like uh, finally comes back, and he's just not nearly the same guy. And he's just a, a huge what if, and guys, and ever in like 20 years in the future, casual fans were be like, oh my God, the Pelicans took John Moran over
0: Zion. What were they
1: thinking? Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah, other way around. Yeah,
0: the other way around.
1: Yeah. All
0: right. Um, let's go ahead and move on. That, that was interesting. That was interesting back and forth. I like that one. Let's move on to something you just mentioned, though the Bulls and DeMar DeRozan. I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't, I don't think, no, I, if you told me that you thought, like you saw Demar Derozan, like what he was doing this season so far. If you told me you saw this coming, your cap. I don't think nobody saw it. Yeah, no guy. one, no one saw him. MVP like caliber player. <laughs>
1: yeah, I mean, I'm I'm loving that he's playing really well right now, but because I I love Demar Derozan, mm-hmm. uh, I go. I I know <laughs> that it's not sustainable play, and that he's a bench. He's eventually gonna go back to like playing worse. But I mm-hmm. still think that he's an improved player. Like like I said, like he's shooting now. He's a he's a better off ball player. He mm-hmm. he's I he's proving that his playmaking in San Antonio was actually a real thing. Mm-hmm. Some people were doubting that. I think he's even slightly better as a playmaker too. Like he's he's legitimately very good. He's still not a good defender, but I think that he's a really, really solid offensive player. And I think that he's clearly a top twenty player in the NBA. Or I do not say clearly, but I would put him in the top twenty players in the NBA, which is saying a lot since like the last like three, four years. He's been like top fifty, top forty. Exactly. He's making huge strides. That three point jumper's just amazing.
0: Here here's my thing about the whole the DeRozan Rosen thing. His performance is not even the most surprising part. The most surprising part is the fact that him and Zach Lee played so well off each other. Because yeah. I, initially, like when I heard the news that he was going to Chicago, I'm like, I don't really know how that's gonna fit. Yeah, I was like, that's an like, ISO fit. scores. I, I didn't like it because like, I like DeMar
1: DeRozan, and I thought he was a really good player. Although there was some people, especially in the stack community, I'm like, yeah, he's he's just not that good. Mm-hmm. Like I, I I know one guy that I, I talked to a lot was like, I don't even know if he's a top 100 player in the NBA. Oh, that's Od. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right, but you know what's crazy now? I just know that ball don't stop be getting off the Chicago games right now. Oh, um,
1: I swear <laughs> to God, he he be, he sees he sees, sees the records, he watches the game,
0: he sees Demar and Zach Levine go uh, for
1: thirty. He's like, oh, he's feeling it. <laughs> he loves Zach Levine, and obviously he's gonna like Demar Rosen. Demar Rosen is, is, is plays like it's
0: nineteen ninety five for real. And you know what's crazy, though? Like, when he, when it first happened, I think he was saying, like, oh, yeah, um, Casuals are saying it's not going to work, but Hoopers, didn't, hooper's didn't make it work. Make, didn't he make – analytics Casuals it. be talking about
1: spacing. Real Hoopers will figure it out. Didn't he make that in response yeah. to DeMar signing with the
0: Bulls? Yeah, he said Hoopers figure it out. That's exactly what I was <laughs> he said. He was right. He called it. Damn. He it He's a real hoop mind. <laughs> We, we was doubting him the whole time. <laughs> you there? Yeah, I am. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> now, yeah, we, Every we time he gets to take
1: like that, right? I, I'm happy because like I like the players, but mm-hmm. I'm mad because now bottled stuff looks like a prophet. <laughs> not for real,
0: prodigy right now. Damn. <laughs> All right, but honestly though, another NBA
1: player to do an interview with him.
0: For real. All right, but here's here's another thing too I want to talk about. You mentioned a great point earlier. About, um, you said DeMar is probably going to regress back to what he's normally like around. I think that probably will happen in the playoffs because, as we know, DeMar DeRozan is a playoff dropper. Yeah. So, do you think what do you, what do you think the Bulls' ceiling is as a basketball team come playoffs on?
1: I don't know. Uh, it's weird. It's it, do you think that they're a weird defense that's anchored by
0: guards as a uh,
1: sustainable play in the playoffs?
0: Well, I mean, their best defenders, obviously, you know, Alex Caruso, Lonzo Ball. And yeah,
1: they're, they're led by their guards. Lonzo and Caruso are, like, leading the defense. And they're, like, a really good defense.
0: I mean, this is – all right, here's the like, thing. Like, they're way I mean, better least... than I thought they were going
1: to be. Like, I might have to delete some tweets because I I was talking about how they would be, like, a fringe playing team because they'd yeah. have, like, the worst defense in the NBA.
0: Yeah, but here's the thing, all right. For the most part, obviously, we know it's common knowledge. In order for you to have a good defense, you need good rim protection. That's just common knowledge. It doesn't matter how good your guards are or how good you are on the perimeter. Rim protection is just more important. We yeah. have a few examples in NBA history, though, of teams that were perimeter defense oriented and still had, like, top 10 defenses. So, like, yeah, for like example, the 96
1: which, Bulls have MJ, exactly. and Ron Harper, Scottie Pippen, and Dennis Rodman. They're not even a top 30 defense ever. That's, like, well, four but, but of in the that best season. non-rim protectors ever.
0: But here's here's the thing though. In that season, what I mean by like top ten, I mean like within that season. So I believe the Bulls in '96 were a top five defensive. Yeah, team. they
1: were one of the best defenses in the NBA. But, like, yeah. just imagine if they had like
0: a good like imagine if they had like a, a Marcus all like a like an <laughs>
1: old Marcus all.
0: Yeah. No, but here's my thing though. So we we've seen it a few times. I believe either the '91, '92, or '93 team had a had a top five defense as well. Yeah. So we've seen. Teams have good defense relative to, like, the it, league that they were you know in.
1: defense that's anchored by guards, uh, like, where guards are the best defenders. It's, it's very rare, awkward. though. Like, uh, the, that's what the Bucks are doing
0: in the 80s, and Paul Pressley. Hold on oh, no, one second. You sound real muffled. Oh, sorry. Okay, there you go. But, yeah, it's very rare. But um, I don't think that's going to be the Bulls' main issue because I really like Alex Caruso on of ball. Alex Caruso obviously plays with a lot of energy. He's shown that time and time again. But um I think the biggest issue is what I said before I think Demar is going to drop a little bit in the off yeah. and I think I think they're probably at best a second round out maybe
1: I'm I mean, curious if, to see how they do against a team like that has like Giannis or Joel Embiid cuz I want to see how successful the, this defense is in the playoffs.
0: Well that's and baby food. food. I mean you you put a big man against his Bulls team it's, it's fraps. I mean, there's no, there's literally who are you gonna put on uh, Embiid? You gonna put Vucevic? Like, are you serious? That's, that's barbecue chicken, yeah, <laughs> like literally. But I mean, you know, Joel Embiid's pretty inconsistent himself, so we'll, we'll see how that goes. But honestly, though, ceiling for the Bulls, I'm gonna say second round. Which, what, what say you?
1: Ah, uh, I think that they have potential to make the Eastern Conference Finals, but I think that the Finals is gonna be either the Bucks or the Nets. Although I, I would love it if Julius Randle carried the Knicks to the finals. That's not happening. Stop. Or Andre Drummond, or like J- Joel B decides he, he doesn't care about basketball no more. He wants to be the Jeopardy host. And uh, Andre Drummond <laughs> leads the Sixers to the finals. That'd be a fucking dream. That Yeah, this man's a
0: demon. He's <laughs> <laughs> no, just, just talking now. <laughs> he just changed <sings> it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, real quick, though. Um, if, if we're being honest, though, Chicago has no chance in a playoff series against Brooklyn, the Bucs, or Miami. Let's just be real. They're not beating anyone in yeah. those three oh, I forgot about Miami, yeah. I mean, it, it, Miami's been doing a lot of injuries themselves and COVID protocols and stuff like yeah. that. I went to Miami Heat game literally on my birthday, December 21st, and literally the only player that was like notable that suited up was Tyler Hero. So, <laughs> and I ain't going to lie, though. He did snap that game against the Pacers. That boy that boy, nice. <laughs> but it was the battle of the white guys,
1: t-shirt McConnell versus Tyler here. <laughs> for real, I mean,
0: there's bonuses out there, all kind of shit. But oh, yeah, um, Indiana's filled with white players. I mean, honestly, <laughs> 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 they got not—they got like two. I think karen the only black player on eighteen. <laughs> 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 all right, transitioning. Let's go ahead and talk about the MVP race. Now, I haven't seen. I'm gonna be honest with you. I've seen everybody give their thoughts about MVP. I have not seen you tweet much about it, so I'm very curious. I have no idea where you're gonna go with this. So That's because goes. like
1: when I say MVP, I I'm pretty much saying the best player in the regular season. Mm-hmm. Like when when other people say MVP, they're like talking about like best player on the best team, mm-hmm. like mo- best narrative shit like that. And I don't mm-hmm. really care about. Um, mm-hmm. When I say MVP, I'm just saying like the the best regular season players but like usually for the MVP I might like tax players for like playing with other stars. So I got uh Jokic one, Giannis two Steph three Kevin Durant four and then five I go back and forth between LeBron and Embiid. I I might give it to LeBron at the five spot and then six would be Embiid seven 7 through 10, is, I have no idea. This, this has been a weird year. Right, at
0: that point, after, really, if we're being honest, after 5, it really doesn't matter.
1: <laughs> yeah. This year, like even in most people don't really care after like the top 5, but like especially this year, like, mm-hmm. we're going to see Trey Young get first
0: place votes. <laughs> Facts. And, and honestly, I mean, he doesn't really deserve a first place vote. I mean, yeah. I, especially not over anybody in the top 5. I am shocked to see you say KD's at 4 though. That's, that's I, I think that the top four is all really, really close. You could argue any of them as number one,
1: and especially Steph and KD. I go back and forth with them all the time.
0: I think as of late, because Steph's been a straight-up brick, I'm going to go ahead and give KD the edge. I mean, yeah, it's, it's only been a few games, but I don't care. <laughs> <It matters.
1: laughs> with Steph, I go back and forth a lot with his defense. I th- Like, I can't decide if he's like a slight negative defender If he's the same as he was in 2021, or if he's, like, uh, improved and he's, like, a slight positive, I I I really can't decide with him.
0: I would say he has – there's aspects of defense where he is pretty solid at. And think about Steph, you know, and this is what separates people who watch the game and people who don't. Yeah, he's not the greatest, but he does try. Like, he does put effort into playing defense. Like, he's present. He is there. Um, I think him his really he's really good in the passing lanes. He has real good hands. Um, he knows what's going on. Like, he's very aware defensively. He's just not like strong or like long, so it kind of hinders him physically. But I would honestly say he's probably neutral for the mo- like, for, especially over the last few years. Maybe not last year, but for the most part, I'll say he's like a neutral defender. I don't know, especially yeah. now. I don't know how you feel about that.
1: Yeah, I feel like that's a fair take. It's just I'll see him like have a really good defensive possession. I'm like shit. He's been pretty good this year. I think it's a slight positive. And like the next possession, he'll get crossed into into the fucking bleachers. Yeah, exactly. And like uh, or like he'll get he'll get caught on a screen. He gets caught on caught on screens like a a lot more than you would expect someone like him to mm-hmm. with how much he uses screens himself.
0: Yeah, you think he's like oh I've seen these before, so I know how to get by it. But like now, nah. yeah. <laughs> which is honestly that's really weird. Like. You can get through the screen when you have the ball in your hand, but you can't when you don't got it? <laughs> what you mean?
1: <laughs> he got to use his own masterclass. He's got to get tight to the hip of the
0: screener. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> For me, though, um, look, I don't, I don't know. If it, I feel like whenever people say Kevin Durant is number one in the MVP race, I feel like people attack that person because they think he's just a tween-hezy guy or he's just an eye-test dude. No, nah, not just honestly, looking at the box score. Exactly, or that too. For me, I think the top two is Jokic and KD, and mostly because both of them have been so consistent all season. The thing about Steph is that – and this isn't really entirely his fault. A lot of it is just, you know, biology. I mean, he's smaller, um, so he's more prone to having a bad game um, versus, like, KD and Jokic, who are really tall nah, and Steph pretty much unguardable. What are you talking about?
1: You said what? Since Steph can't have a bad game. Fact. Yo,
0: honestly, though, whenever Steph do have a bad game, no one ever talks about it.
1: You No, whenever Steph has a bad game, everyone just says, great playmaking game from Steph. <laughs> game. Oh, yeah. Today,
0: he was like, today, who was a playmaker? That's what it was. He was shutting his teammates up. <laughs> nah, that's fact. You know, dude. Oh, yeah, but see is gravity. You didn't watch the game.
1: I swear, I only hear Curry stands. Bring up gravity and off-ball playmaking when talking about Steph Curry. They always like if I brought that, that up for Shaq, they'd be like, "What the f- what? Who cares about that?" I'm like, "Okay, but who better Steph or Harden? Uh, Steph, have you looked at gravity
0: and off-ball?" <laughs> Literally, shit that's like almost impossible to quantify. Who's anyway. better,
1: Steph or KD? Steph, do you see that play in the finals? They let KD dunk to stop a Steph
0: three. <laughs> Yo, they only, all right, the Here's after. the thing. Whenever you talk to a Curry fan, right, and, they, and you ask him who was better, Steph and KD, like, well, we're not on the same team, and you bring up, oh, KD was dropping on 35 in the finals. Oh, yeah, that's because Steph, you know what I mean? He was drawing like Steph four Graffy, defenders. Yeah. <laughs> Steph, Steph did that. It was Steph, yeah, honestly. It's like it was an entire playoff series or Steph missed. For real. No, but here's the thing, though. Steph could literally go one for 17, and motherfuckers will still talk about his, his gravity. Like, yeah, he went yeah, one those 17. There's like, great playmaking from Steph tonight. You, <laughs> <laughs> when you hear them say great playmaking, you just know he had a bad <laughs> That's you how you know we didn't do this. <laughs> so he played bad tonight. Oh, okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but, but then no, but- that first Venus game where he wasn't even uh that – I don't want to say, like, bad as a playmaker, but, like, he, he was – Phoenix was just locking him down, like they were making him turn the ball over, mm. and like he he couldn't get open off ball, like like he they just had him. Like you can't even say that it was a great playmaking performance
0: and stuff. But Steph, you know, Steph fans they gotta find something to hold on to. I'll so say anything. Um, last night though, he didn't play too bad uh, against the against the Cavs. I think he hit like his first like four threes in a row.
1: Yeah, and then they took Steph, they took Quay out. He's like, all right, I don't care no more.
0: Uh, I'm, I'm gonna go back to to December. Was that was that plan for him to only play 19 minutes? Uh, Huh? Was that plan? Like, was he
1: only supposed to play 19 minutes, Clay? Uh, I'm not sure. I I know they, they were going to, like, bring him back gradually, but I don't know like, if he was only supposed to play that little. It could have I also mean,
0: been because they were one of, like, 30 in the third quarter. Yeah, but that's the thing, though. I felt like somebody said – I feel like I heard somewhere that he was going to be playing regular minutes, and that's why they had Jordan Poole start coming off the bench to so get used to it. So, when he played only 19 minutes – Granted, he did play he played pretty well in that in that time. I mean, after he made his first shot, he missed like five or six in a row. But then he kinda got it he got it together in the second half, which is yeah, nice. Yeah, he
1: was he was pretty good in the second half, especially the third quarter. He kind of cooled off on the fourth. Defensively, he had a few plays that looked real good, but for the he most was part, he was not very good defensively. Yeah, I, I could done. see <laughs> so many people saying like clay's still trash off ball defensively, nothing's new.
0: I saw. I think it was classy. Said, "Uh, some things never change." <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. though. he had a few good possessions, but for the most part, I mean, a lot of it, a lot of it is. Oh damn, a lot of it is. Um, uh, he just doesn't have the gas underneath his legs, so you can't really. It, you can't really tax him too much. for Not playing well. I mean, he hasn't played in th- in two, what, two years. Yeah, it's like over 900 days or something like that. Yeah, so I mean, obviously that takes time. He has to get his conditioning right and get back yeah. into the flow of things. So uh, we can't really expect him to play lockdown defense. But to be honest, I've always thought Clay was over a defender anyway. <laughs>
1: he's a good on ball defender, but he's never been a good on ball defender. He's not, he's not good at any other aspect of defense
0: except yeah. on ball.
1: That's the same playing ISO defense. ISO defense exactly. is, is the bag of of defense.
0: I mean, I I mean ISO defense is still like it's still important, obviously. Don't don't it's just not it gets overvalued. Exactly. Yeah, I would agree with that. Because it's not even that often that you have one on one defensive situations because everybody's doing screens and picking rolls and whatnot. So you have to be able to navigate through that to even really play one on one defense.
1: But but with clay, I will say Trying to be a self creator more, like they were giving him the ball, and he was like trying. He was to dribbling shit. a lot more. Yeah, he was. He was being a lot more of like a secondary playmaker, secondary creator for the Warriors mm-hmm, mm-hmm. instead of just being the catch and shoot guy. And that, that actually, I mean, he wasn't hitting them at a high percentage for the most part, but like that could just be rust. And yeah. like, look like, I was in a like a, a Twitter war with a Clay Stan uh, the day of the, yesterday, like like uh before the game started because uh, clay was an elite self creator, and I In was just like, "That's not true.
0: That is not true at all." You I said he watched
1: above average, average
0: on ball creator
1: or self creator.
0: I mean, I, I mean, last night he was dribbling the ball a lot more. They're putting putting the ball on the floor a lot, which you do love to see. That was kind of yeah. weird to see anyway because that's not something he normally does. His his point about you know being an on ball creator. Um, I think he's. I mean, he he scored sixty points and what eleven dribbles. So that shows you that's not really his like forte. You know what I mean? So yeah. Um, but honestly though, the, the 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 main point, the reason why I wanted to bring up Clay, is because I honestly I'm on board with with Stephen A. Smith now. I honestly think the Warriors can go ahead and win the championship now because if we thought Steph w- was shooting well for the most part, obviously this little that he had. But aside from that, if we thought he was shooting well before, now you gotta worry about Clay. It's a wrap. And they've already been we gotta great wait without.
1: a little bit before we start crowning them the champions. I wanna wait until we see how good is is clay still because he made a a catch and shoot three like right, where he was spotting up and then shooting i I know he scored a lot of uh, from self creating mm-hmm. but I think he hit one catch and shoot three like I was noticing that he was he was getting looks. Uh, from like catch and shoot situations, he wasn't really executing. Obviously, mm. it's one game until like five thirties. It can be shooting variance, but he also hasn't played in two years, and he's had a shit ton of leg injuries, and yeah. that and jumping can affect how you shoot. So I mean, well,
0: yeah, for the most part, you're correct. Yeah. We just gotta see. I mean, at the end, yeah, of the I day- do want to see how
1: how uh, good of a shooter he still is.
0: I mean, even if he's like 90 or 85% of what he was, that's still going to help. Yeah, Steph that's still out an elite shooter. Exactly. Because all this is really about Steph. Like him shooting yeah. is going to draw attention away from him. Because, I mean, last season, Steph was drawing like four defenders on every possession. <laughs> so, and he was still able to get his shot off. So now he's going to have a lot of alleviated pressure as far as, you know, off ball def- defensive pressure. Now, switching sides to the other coast, we got to talk about Kyrie because he is back. Not really. I mean, he only can play away, away games. Um, his first game back he against <laughs> E.D. still not a lot in Brooklyn because he won't get vaxxed. <laughs> I mean, I, I think it's kind of, for the most part, regardless of how you feel about the vax, The fact that, you know, he's staying true to his word, I think that's kind of respectable. Yeah, because uh, a lot of people Vash fold under pressure.
1: And, like, uh, I think that people should get back. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do. He's, he's having an having opinion that he's not scared to share.
0: Yeah, exactly, which I think is cool. But he did play pretty well in his first game back. I think he had 24 or 22 against Indy. Um, yeah. and he looked like himself. I mean, he missed his first few shots. That's fine. I mean, that's just rust. Yeah, that's
1: what's usually going to happen.
0: Exactly. Nobody Knocking comes back in their first game and just be pooping. <laughs> that doesn't <laughs> happen often. But what do you think about the whole – because this is something that I haven't really seen you talk about. What do you think about the whole, like, him only playing road games? I
1: think that that's gonna hurt them more in the playoffs, especially if they have like the <laughs> one or two seed where they're gonna be playing mm-hmm. more road game, uh, home games. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's when it's really gonna hurt them. Like, like if it's the NBA Finals and Kyrie can't play because he's not vaccinated. Yeah, I bet you KD going up choking his ass. Yeah, KD, <laughs> KD and Harden are gonna be fucking aiming in the locker room. They
0: gonna jump his ass.
1: <laughs> they're, gonna, imagine they're gonna, gonna force seven. inject him with the vaccine.
0: Imagine it's a game seven at home. And, like, at time, they're losing. they <laughs> just all looking at Kyrie. Yeah, Katie
1: got the vaccine syringe just in his hand. Right. He's like,
0: yeah, you finna, you finna get this.
1: <laughs> one way or the other. I don't give a fuck about your opinions. You are taking this. We are not losing. All right, I, 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 got a <laughs> I got narratives
0: to stress. I got narratives to spread. That's <laughs> a good cool one. But here's the thing, though. I feel like the whole Kyrie situation, I, I made a few jokes about this. but If I'm Brooklyn. I'm, I'm about to start tanking, like just to get just to get within my home court.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get that five seed.
0: I'm, I'm about to start losing on purpose. Yet he's bugged. That way, you're exactly like, even if they game. get the play in, they're not gonna lose. They're gonna play Charlotte
1: or Indiana. They're gonna win. And then they got the eight seed. They don't gotta worry about Kyrie not being able to play because he Brooklyn has a you you can't play if you're not vaccinated rule.
0: Exactly. I um, but here's the thing now. As far as fit, and it's not like that he doesn't fit. What I mean by that is him being in and out of the lineup is really going to affect the role players. So, you know, people like Cam, Cam Thomas or just all the guards in general, When he him being in and out of the lineup messes with their playing time. So one night you're going to have a guy play, what, 25 minutes or so. The next night he's going to play 14, 13 because Kyrie's in the lineup. And that's not really good, you know, for continuity. Um, so do you, how, how much of a problem do you think that will be for the Nets?
1: Uh, I don't think it will be much. It wasn't much of a problem last year. Well, that's and, true. And they were still going in and out of the line of all three of them were because they were all getting hurt. And they still went seven with
0: Milwaukee. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's true. That's true. Um, well, Last question, though. Finals prediction. If you had to call it right now, who you got?
1: Uh... Think I'm gonna go Suns-Nets. Suns, Nets. Suns, but the Warriors also have a really, really strong chance. Yeah, I want to wait though.
0: The Suns, Suns are not-
1: Warriors, and then Nets are Bucks. One of the one of those four.
0: Okay, honestly, when you say it like that, though, that's that's like a safe pick. Oh, it's either gonna be the Warriors or the Suns, and then it's either gonna be the Nets or the Bucks. Well, like- I think
1: it. I think it will be the Nets. <laughs> I think it will be the Nets. But uh, I'm. I can see it being either
0: one. I mean, if I had a pick. I mean, it kind of depends on how Kyrie plays and how the whole situation works out in the playoffs. If I had to pick, I'm going to go ahead and say that uh, the Nets make the finals. Out of the East, though, I mean, East, out of the West, my bad, I got to go with the Warriors, only because they've been playing this well without Klay, and now they got Clay back. Your point about we had to see more games from him, that's obviously very valid. We don't really know how good he's going to be. But even if he's 80% of himself, that's, That's still, still like
1: a, <laughs> a, an all star guy.
0: That's like a borderline all star level player. Yeah. I mean, so, and not only that, when you look at the rest of the team, I mean, Gary Payton, the second, like, he's he's a monster, especially defensively. Like, he definitely took yeah. a lot of tips from his father.
1: Uh, I, was, and I then, was talking about this last night. I was like, the Warriors have a lot of just really solid defenders. Mm-hmm. Like, like, they probably. Andrew Wiggins is improved. Like, the only negative defenders on the team
0: were well, arguably pro- Steph. Who?
1: Cool. Uh, Belicia, uh, that's probably it. 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 Like, like Steph's probably a neutral or higher. Clay, we don't know about yet. Uh, Otto Porter's neutral or higher. Dre's arguably the best defender in the league. Looney, I would put it as a slight positive.
0: Yeah, he's pretty solid Uh, at the rim.
1: Wiggins is a, I think, an overrated defender because I, well, I i was in the article space and they were like all agreeing that he was a top 10 defender in the nba mm-hmm. that was that was crazy i think he's no, a defender i think it's a, a clear he's, definitely a defender. he's, from Minnesota. he's not no fucking top 10
0: defender in the- yeah that's nuts <laughs> No, but honestly though, Andrew Wiggins, I've loved what I see from him. I feel like he had a bad rap in Minnesota for being like inconsistent player, not a good defender. I just just think
1: he's improved in Golden State. He was not very good in Minnesota, but he's definitely improved in Golden State. He can shoot now, mm -hmm. like he he actually does have like a catch and shoot ability, even a little bit of a pull up. He's he's improved as a passer, and obviously
0: he's a much better defender. Honestly, he kind of gives me like now. Hear me out when I say this, but he's kind of like. A toned down KD now in Golden State. Right? Uh, uh, but hear, hear me out though. Like he, he's nah. become a better defender. That's something that KD also had. He, I mean, they... KD also became a better defender in Golden State. Um, they're both. I mean, obviously KD's infinitely a better ISO scorer. But yeah. Andrew Wiggins is also taking a, leap, uh, a little small step forward as an ISO scorer as well. I just feel like he plays the role of scorer. Like he like if you need somebody to get you a bucket, step not in the game or he on the bench, you just give the Andrew Wiggins. You know what I'm saying? So, from that perspective, I think... Andrew I Louis get what you're like the, yeah, they, Their improvements are similar. Exactly. Yeah, that's what I mean, the improvements. Like, the steps that they took in, in a Golden State uniform. And that speaks to, like, how well of an organization they are. I mean, a lot of... What player really doesn't thrive in Golden State? I mean, everybody looks good over there. Yeah. I mean, I bet you I can get a 10-day contract if they let me shoot up. <laughs> <laughs> but... With that being said, bro, that was the episode. I appreciate having you on. We definitely got to do this more often. Um, give yeah. your give them your Twitter app one more time before we get up uh, out of
1: it's, here. It's at beat enjoyer CEO. We had to change it; got suspended. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, I told being people sad, to jump off a bridge too many times.
0: <laughs> yeah, you do be saying that. You, you be getting in very heated debates. It wasn't
1: even that. I've read a post. Building breaking. In a, someone in a Wolf channel, I'm I like, mean I'm, I'm not a Wolf fan for real, but I'm just mm-hmm. in there because I, I know what guy that is. And uh, he, one of the guys in there was like like not top
0: ten and I said jump off a bridge and I got suspended in like ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so be OD sometimes. Like, they let anybody else say anything, but then when you say it, you're getting suspended. Like, he he should have
1: like, been the one to get suspended, disrespecting me like, like that.
0: For real. But with that being said, that was the episode. That's episode 45 in the books. Appreciate having you on, man. Stay up. Stay blessed, man. Have a good one, all right? Uh, You too.